What's good, Facebook? What's good? The champ is here. The MBS Fantasy Football Champion is in the house. And we got, we got special guests. We got Marlon in the building. We got Wes. Wes representing Cali from Louisiana. What up? What up? What up? Marlon what up, from ATL. What's good, guys? Uh, bless, man. Happy New Year's to you and your family, man. You and Marlon, man. No doubt. Uh, Happy New Year, fellas. Uh, glad to be back on the NBS show. You know, another great week. Uh, you know, we're into the 2021 year. Hopefully everything is, you know, looking upwards because we had a lot of bad stuff that happened last year. And we're just yes, looking sir. for great sports and great living. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. But I'm, I, I've been taking a hiatus uh, from the NBS show. I'm getting over COVID myself. Uh, I appreciate you mass balling. Uh, you don't want to get these germs that I'm, I'm portraying, all this, all this smoke that I'm portraying to y- your way. So I, I appreciate you staying safe from all the fire that's going to be coming out from this way here. So you, you stay safe in ATL, man. I see y'all have a big uh, controversial uh, election going on in Georgia today, man. I know things are popping over there. I mean, so so I'm glad you're staying safe over there because uh, I'm, I'm always ready to give you the heat on the show. So I'm glad you're staying safe. Hey, bring the heat, you know. Just bring the heat. <laughs> so, let's... <laughs> Wes is no no uh, no stranger to the MBS network. Like, I don't see him much on on on, on the network, but he, he is definitely always in our fantasy football leagues. Uh, he he is all over. He's done he's done was a draft show with us. Did you not, Wesley? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm in multiple drafts with you know with X with MBS and Keo. You know, uh, Mr. C. I've been in those leagues, you know, I've been banging my sports bodies around a couple of champs, you know, never won the MBS, you know, so out to y'all, you know, who won it, but, uh, I was in last place. I was the duck this year, but, uh, next year, you know, I'm gonna get mine, you know, I, had well, too much I, appreciate, I appreciate you paying my buy-in next year. Yeah, I got that. I, I got that. that. <laughs> I got that. Add that on, man. Add that on to the stack of that championship, you know? Yes, sir. So, so guys, we got, we got a lot of stuff to discuss. It's a busy sports week this week. We got the NBA starting up. Uh, we got college football ending. Uh, we had the national championship coming up. Heisman just was announced, what, two hours ago? Um, and, and then we got the NFL playoffs. So there's a lot of stuff happening all at the same time. So it's a good time to be a sports fan. Oh, there's that ugly face of yours, Marlon. Man, put that mask back on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mask up, mask up. <laughs> but we're gonna start off with the NBA. Um, the season started was a week and a half ago or so. Which team really impressed y'all the most so far in this season? Uh, I say Philly. I don't want to jump on anybody, but I I say Philly, man. Uh, with Doc, man, leading the way, I'm very surprised. You know. Um, and B look like he's trying to play his part, you know. Uh, Simmons, you know, he had all that trade talk, you know, before the season started. You know, I, I believe Philly. I'll jump on that Philly bandwagon. I'm a Pelicans man, you know, and Bulls fan, but you know, I say, you know, Philly. What about you, Marlon? You know, not to be a homer, but I'm gonna say my Atlanta Hawks. They Ooh. look very good. Very good. Trade team. Come on, man. You know, ice trade a game. 
John Collins. They, they're even getting contributions out of Clint Capella. Like, they're looking very good so far. You know, we have a big win over Brooklyn Nets, you know, with a full squad, Brooklyn Nets, you know. So right now, you know, the, the arrow is pointing up for them, and I'm loving it, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to following them for the rest of the season. Yeah, respect. I, I kind of agree with you, Wes. Uh, I like I like what the Sixers are doing. They're six and one. You know, they're first, the number one in the East right now. Uh, they got big wins over uh, Boston and Toronto. Uh, so with them having a new coaching staff, uh, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, another team that people did not think was going to do anything this year is the New York Knicks. The Knicks have a real record right now. Uh, they they beat Milwaukee and they beat your team, ATL. Yep. So so. Yeah, so not, not really saw the Knicks coming up. Uh, everybody thought they would trade for a big star this year. People were thinking maybe Harden. Uh, but they, they got a real record right now without making any big moves. Uh, so those are two my, my two teams that I'm really uh, surprised by. I'm surprised that Dallas is not doing as well as they are. Um, but I think once Porzingis comes back, I think they'll get back on track. And I, I think uh, I think Luke Luca having that big triple-double the other night is, is, is good signs for Dallas to come back up. Uh, but I, I I did think that they would would jump really high, considering their their big run in the bubble last year. Uh, and Phoenix Phoenix is doing well. Phoenix is one of the top teams in the West right now. Uh, with Chris Paul out there, I, I'm pretty impressed on, on on Devin Booker and Chris Paul and how well they're meshing together. So those are my teams that I'm really kind of surprised me this year so far. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Hey, man, a lot of people not uh, understand about New York, man. Julius Randle, man, that's a dog, man. That's a dog. He 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 plays down low, takes you out on a three pointer. You know, he, that's a dog from New York, man. But Dallas, you was talking about Dallas. I think they're just missing that key piece. Even if they got um, Christoph, you know, I think they still need that one piece. Uh, Dallas, man. I, even if they get they make the playoffs, they ain't gonna go nowhere. They need that one piece. They gonna have to make that trade. Um, you think? I see with Dallas, Lucas got to get in better shape because. You know, what? he looks a little – Lucas got to get in better physical shape because you see him at times during the game, he looks a little spent, a little burnt. And we're, what, six, seven games into the season. Um, I understand, you know, Luca. he played in the bubble, so he didn't get as much time off as, you know, the other teams that, you know, didn't play in the bubble. But you got to, you know, as a pro athlete, you're paid to stay in shape and – there's been some times when he just looked winded and he looked like he just, you know, he didn't really do a lot of conditioning in the offseason to prepare himself. But um, I agree with you guys. When Kristaps uh, comes back, that should help stabilize their offense because I think sometimes they get a little bit too Luka-centric on offense and, you know, they, they expect him to do a little too much and he can carry the load, but, you know, when you don't have to, why have a, a player, you know, no matter if they're a superstar, not carry that load if they don't really have to? All help accept it. All right, all right. Well, I mean, is there any teams that y'all thought that would do a lot better that that is just tanking right now? Hmm. They have a lot of young teams out there this year, man. That's that's my, you know, I. The teams that's up there, they're up there that I expected, but I, I they have a lot of young teams, you know. They, they, Toronto they're surprising me. 
Yeah. So Toronto, Toronto, you know, being like one and five, one and six, like that's surprising considering, you know, they've been a, a, a very good defensive team, you know, pretty much like the last six, seven years. Like it's just, it's surprising to see them struggling the way that they have. Uh, I don't know if they're having chemistry issues or they're having some locker room issues, but this is not the Raptors team that, you know, I don't think any of us are used to seeing over the last few years. All right, lost to all my right. pals twice. <laughs> they lost to my pals twice, baby. Stand up. <laughs> all right, well, we're going to go to college football. Uh, we had the uh, the Heisman Trophy was, was presented tonight. Um, do y'all think the committee got it right? Um, we had uh, we had Mr. Devontae Smith from uh, Alabama win it. Um, wide receiver from the University of Alabama, first one in what, 21 years. Do y'all think the committee got it right? Yeah, they definitely got it right. Um, he was the best player on the field every week, you know, no matter who they played and he showed his worth. Um, I thought, you know, they were going to mess it up and give it to, you know, Kyle Trask. I knew Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to win it because he just didn't play enough games. And um, Justin Fields, you know, he had a few struggles, you know, later in the season before, you know, the, the, the bowl game. And I'm like, he was out of it. Kyle Trask, he could have he been, he could have been the winner, but I think a lot of the voters probably really shut their eyes on him after, you know, they lost to Alabama, which, you know, he put up a lot of numbers against Alabama, but, you know, a lot of the people probably say, uh, you know, he's, he's going to lose. But that Oklahoma game definitely hurt him, you know, throwing those three interceptions in the first quarter. So, with their, with their eyes already closed on you after the Alabama game, you couldn't come into the Oklahoma game and stink it up the way he did early. Yeah. What do you think, Wes? Uh, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I look at – I might look at records too much, but uh, I had Trevor Lawrence or even Mac Jones that was throwing the ball to uh, Smith, you know. I know a lot of people, you know, say quarterbacks, you know, are, you know, the high – the high part of the teams, you know, but I, I had those two, Trevor Lawrence from Mac Jones. Well, my thing is, I, I, I'd have been okay with Mac Jones or Trevor Lawrence. I'm not, I'm not okay with Devontae Smith. This is my argument. Devontae Smith, yes, he had a great season. I, I think he was a product of the last game. People saw he, he had a great last game, but with his stats say completely otherwise. This year he had, uh, what's it, uh, 1,641 yards, 20 touchdowns. That's a good season. Don't get me wrong. But let's look at last year. Okay. LSU's Jamar Chase had 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. More yards, same amount of touchdowns. He wasn't even in the top 10 in the Heisman finalists last year. So that doesn't but make you gotta look at me at all. Huh? You got to look at Devontae Smith after Jalen Waddle got hurt. Devontae Smith got better. Typically, when a team loses a big weapon like that, the, the other weapon, you know, they'll still produce, but maybe not to the level that Devontae did. Um, after Jalen Waddle went down, 
everybody knew that Devontae was going to get doubled and tripled in most games, and he still got big numbers each game. So I think that's what did it. You know, people, you know, like you say, some people could have given it to Mac Jones because he's the one throwing them the ball. But at the same time, you know, somebody's got to catch it and somebody's got to make a play after they catch it. And that's what Devontae did all season long. And even with Jalen Waddle, he was still eating like a big dog. So, you know, I understand why they gave it to him. And, you know, he was very deserving of it, in my opinion. And this is my thing. My argument is for Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence this year, he played 10 games, regular season games. In the 10 regular season games, the closest any team got to him was 24 points. In the two games that he missed, they lost to Notre Dame, and they barely beat Boston College, a sorry Boston College team, by six points. That's how great Trevor Lawrence is. When he's on the field, now, no one on this panel can honestly say if if if, if uh, Alabama was missing Devontae Smith, that they would they would not still demolish whoever they're playing. Any objections? Because Trevor Lawrence is the most important player in college football. Without Trevor Lawrence, Clemson is a mediocre team. They're not making the playoffs. Without the, uh, Devontae Smith, Alabama is still in that playoffs. Yeah, that's why that's I, my, I said – that's why I said Lawrence or Mac Jones, you know, but hey, I understand the guy put up numbers, you know, uh, Smith, you know, respect to him. But, you know, you look at Lawrence and Mac Jones, you know, I like those guys a little better, but, you know, best man one, I guess. Ask yourself this. If you take Devontae Smith off the field for injury, whatever reason, he's not playing. Mm-hmm. The rest of those receivers left in Alabama, on that roster, what are they going to do outside of him and Jalen Waddle? Think about that. Next man up, just like Smith, though. Next Mechie's man. good, but Mechie's only good because Devontae Smith is on the other side drawing all the doubles and triple teams. Matchups. Because you got to look at it like this. Even when you're not getting the ball, you cause matchup problems. And that's not just Devontae Smith. That's any great player. When you cause a defense or an offense to do something that they don't really want to do just to hold you down. That's greatness in itself. Like you don't always have to, you know, have an 80 yard touchdown, you know, you can draw the coverage and another guy, you know, go eight receptions for 200 yards that, that you could be an MVP because of something like that as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's true. I mean, the receivers may not, perform, but Alabama still wins. Do you not think that Alabama still wins? They probably still win, but it may not be as easy. That's my argument. Well, we got a, we got a, we got a big game coming up. We had a lot of bowl games, a lot of surprises, um, but it all comes down to the national championship. We got a, we got Ohio State with Justin Fields, crazy great performance against against the, the guy I thought should have won the Heisman in, in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you got Ohio State playing Alabama uh, with two Heisman favorites, uh, finalists. So so who y'all got in, in, in the final game? Roll Tide, no doubt about it. I'm not even an Alabama fan, but 
man, these guys probably could beat maybe some NFL teams. Oh, my on. opinion. <laughs> They're this good, man. This you don't think is... that, you don't think they could beat Jacksonville or um what's that no. other bad team? No, no, no college, right. no college team is beating a pro team, Wes. All right, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's, that's why I said my that's, opinion. That's a know? nice, that's a nice barbershop conversation, but that's not happening. Yeah, Jets. <laughs> I def, Jets and uh, Jags. It, that, they won't be. It'll be a good game. It'll be a good game, man. Um, who's going? Hey, who's going to stop your boy Smith though? Trust me, there's no college team being an NFL team. <laughs> All right, I just threw it out no. there, man. <laughs> Uh, this game is already interesting. Because, uh, I'm about to get into it. This game is already interesting because you got the COVID, you know, situation lingering, you know, with Ohio State. Um, here's the funny thing. All of these teams are kind of dumb, in my opinion, because, yeah, you know, the conferences and the NCAA put out these different COVID protocols, but there's a few teams, you know, after the first couple of weeks, I know for a fact they stopped reporting the real numbers. So, you know, for them to be even mentioning anything about, you know, hey, they may have some players or coaches that may have been exposed to COVID or whatnot, like, you know, that's going to affect the game. Um, it, it just depends. I think, you know, Justin Fields is still a little bit beat up from last game because he took some shots. And, um, you know, who knows? Maybe this is a little gamesmanship to try to, you know, buy some time for Justin to get a little bit healthier. But, uh, you know, if, if Justin can have a performance like he did against Clemson, this definitely will be a, a very, 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 very great and close game. Um, but I agree with Wes. I think Alabama in the end will probably win this game. Um, I say it'll it'll be a less than 10-point game, in my opinion. Uh, I think that Ohio State has enough horses to stay in the game with them, you know, long enough. But I, I think Alabama will prevail, you know, in the end. I, 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 I think you're right. I think Alabama will win the game. My thing is with Ohio State, I think Ohio State has the firepower to win the game. Uh, if they show up like they did against Clemson, I think they can clearly win the game. I think they haven't been consistent enough to show me that they're, they, they can. Alabama has cons been consistently great. Ohio State, you know, you get a game like they did against Northwestern where they look flat. They didn't, they didn't look, you know, Justin Fields. Before this Clemson game, I didn't – Think that Justin Fields was going to be a great NFL quarterback, or or could be a quarterback, much less be a great one. I didn't think that he could start in the NFL. After that game, I changed my mind. Um, that you know, he really showed me something. But that, but that's not consistent. We haven't seen that week after week. Whereas in Alabama, we've seen this greatness week after week after week. So it just depends on who shows up. Uh, if, if the Justin Fields that, that showed up in the Clemson game shows up. I think they could definitely win the game. Uh, but if it's the Justin Fields from the Northwestern game, I, I think, you know, we, we're in for a 17-point victory by Alabama. So it really just depends. Uh, but if, if I were to have to bet my uh, NBS championship winnings oh on, a, on a game. 
should have never let this and, dude win. And, and that's a lot of winnings, by the way, just in case you you know you don't know, sixteen hundred dollars. But anyway, all, um, <laughs> all the pictures every week he's posting, like this guy. <laughs> it's only the beginning. We got a whole year to go, brother. In order to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, I'm the man. But anyway, uh, if, if we're going by the, you know, if I had to bet the winnings of my MBS championship, I would definitely put it on Alabama at this point. So, uh, yeah. So, so now that uh, they, one, you know, one we quick saw, caveat, do you, do you think um, the fact that you know we know that Steve Sarkeesian is taking a Texas job, you know, do you think that's going to have any effect on the coach in the game? No, no, it's Nick Saban. It's next man up. How how many coaches have Nick Saban lost? His whole his whole co- coaching staff is just a, a merry-go-round of people getting sh- uh, catapulted to the NFL or catapulted to to head coaching jobs elsewhere in, in college football. Every single year, almost he he you're, has you're a right. coordinator. Has a coordinator. You're, you're right. But, but do do remember do remember the other year when um they played us Georgia. Sarkeesian, he was new on the staff and, you know, his, his head was all, you know, still kind of messed up from his other coaching situations. And, um, you know, he kind of, he, he kind of was exposed a little bit, you know, they ended up winning the game in the end, but it was a little bit ugly for them most of the game. And, you know, my only point is, you know, knowing that he has a new job, you know, even though you're in the natty with your, current team will you will your mind kind of be already in austin texas a little bit i mean he could but uh i i think i think that professional well said, like, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> unlike, he, he, unlike hey, he, wants like, he wants that championship man they, they worked too hard for it they last year they got they got whipped up a little bit they they got something to prove this year just my opinion you know like I said, I'm not a real college fan, but you could tell the way Alabama's playing this year. They they want it, man. All hands on deck. They want it. Yeah, I I agree with him. Uh, most coaches have have uh, you know have dignity and, and respect for the game. Um, you know, we're, we'll talk about a coach later on in the show that may not have that same dignity and same respect for the game. Uh, that will always put his best effort out there to win a game no matter what's going on later on um but i i, I think i think he's still gonna gonna do well I, I think alabama wins this national championship man so so speaking of ohio state um after justin fields outplayed trevor lawrence in the semifinal game do you see an opportunity for justin fields to go number one in the draft not yet, not no. yet, because of the inconsistency that we've discussed about Justin Fields. Um, if he does that against Alabama, then we can not consider that Clemson performance just an anomaly. Because right now, that's what it looks like, just an anomaly. Although a great performance, you know, can he play even you know, 60% of that performance against Alabama, you know, like, you know, he doesn't have to throw for six touchdowns. Can he throw for, you know, 275 yards and three touchdowns against Alabama? Like if he can 
have any kind of good productive day against Alabama, then you can start to say, hey, maybe, you know, but um, I think that number one pick also is going to be tied to whoever, you know, gets that Jacksonville Jaguar head coaching job. I say hands down, they, they boo-boo the fool if they don't take uh, Trevor Lawrence number one. Uh, to me, you know, I didn't see Fields play. He has, you know, he has to tighten up a few things, you know. I'll take him as a quarterback, but not with that first pick. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I agree with y'all. Um, I, th I think, I mean, I know if Urban Meyer gets that Jacksonville Jaguar head coaching job where it's like there's rumors about, uh, we, we could see a controversial uh, pick like that, but I think that I think it'd be a mistake. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence has been deemed the number one pick in the draft for now with three years straight. Um, I think if he came out two years ago, he'd be the number one draft pick. I think if he came out this past year, he'd have been the number one draft pick. And if he comes out this year, which he will, uh, he will be the number one draft pick. Um, I think it would be a mistake if Jacksonville doesn't. Um, I, no, I haven't heard anything about Trevor Lawrence not wanting to play in Jacksonville. I think that that could only that could be the only thing that could stop it is that if he pulls an Eli Manning because you know people were talking about if he doesn't want to play in, in, in New York, could he be forced to be traded? So I think if he says something like I don't want to play in Jacksonville, I think that could could, could cause a situation where you see Justin Fields getting taken first. Um, but I I haven't seen anything like that. Um, they haven't had any reports about that. So he's been keeping quiet. He hasn't really said, hey, I would love to play in Jacksonville until we hear that. I think that's going to be up in the air. But I think if all things were equal, I think Jacksonville still has to take Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he fits well in that atmosphere. Uh, they, they go from having a quarterback who wears a bandana all the time to now having a hippie looking quarterback with long hair. I think I think he fits right really well in that Florida atmosphere. Uh, so I think Trevor Lawrence will definitely be the number one pick in Florida, in Jacksonville, unless something crazy happens over there. I think um, Urban Meyer, um, for the mere fact that he doesn't have any NFL coaching experience, period, um, <clears throat> he definitely have to convince, you know, the owner and GM that, you know, taking Justin would be a better option than Trevor, you know, with that one number one pick, because they're going to naturally question, Hey, we know he was your guy at Ohio state, but this is not Ohio state. This is the NFL. And, you know, I know there hasn't been a lot of situations where, you know, a uh, head coach in the NFL has coached his quarterback that he had in college, you know, I don't know how much success that 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 could transfer over into the NFL. It's a different game, you know, and a lot of stakes. But I, I think Trevor would be the number one pick, and you know that would be the smart thing for Urban to do. All right. Well, I'm going to go to the, the NFL because you know the the regular season now has ended. The uh, postseason has been announced. And uh, so who do y'all have as the NFL's 2020-21 MVP? 
Right now, it's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. I, it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Totally agree. Aaron Rodgers has it. You, you, you're about to say Derrick Henry, probably. Yes. From, from one king to another, Derrick King Henry deserves to be the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> he has 2,000 rushing yards. He which, does. Which only nine other uh, running backs in the NFL have 1,000 yards. And this guy has 2,000 yards. Aaron Rodgers is not even the top five in yards this year. We got a, a rookie quarterback, Justin Herbert. By the way, Jasper, you owe me some boudin for him. He's going to win uh, in, NFL Rookie of the Year. Anyway, uh, we have a rookie quarterback who has passed for more yards than Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't deserve can the MVP. Yes. Can Go I ahead. interest you in 48 touchdowns and five interceptions? This dude threw more touchdowns than they punted this year. Yes, sir. Think about that. <laughs> he threw more <laughs> touchdowns than they punted. He, he touches the ball every single play. He does. Okay? Every single play of the game, offensively, he touches the ball. So Think about for this. you to touch the ball that many times, Justin, and not make many mistakes, that's that's MVP caliber in itself. And that's from yeah. anybody in any position, like the perfection that this guy plays with. Like it's, Every it's, single yard Derrick Henry has, he is responsible for. Okay? At the quarterback position, you know, you throw a five-yard pass, he runs 85 yards, you get 85 yards. Derrick Henry has half as many yards as Aaron Rodgers, and he touches the ball less than half the time as Aaron Rodgers. This guy has about this. Derrick Henry, you know, it's not just all on him, but Derrick Henry had 250 yards rushing, and they had to what go to overtime to win that game. And what is your what is your point? The thing is, everybody knows. Derrick Henry's getting the ball. Nobody can stop the guy. He has three 200-yard games. Okay, mm-hmm. in a, in an in a era made for passers, they're made to protect the quarterback, protect the wide receiver. They're they're made where you know pass interferences are given out like you know, <laughs> like candy. You know, everybody wants. I mean, to have a 400-yard passing game, four touchdowns is 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 common these days. The running game is non-existent. They literally only had 10 running backs in the whole NFL get at least 1,000 yards, and he got double that. He is well and above beyond any other player at his position. Aaron Rodgers can't say that. There are arguments that say Patrick Mahomes could be MVP. There are arguments that say Josh Allen that could be MVP. There are no other running backs even close to him. He is he is the best running back had, had the best running back year in the last ten to fifteen years. So you'll admit he's better than Alvin Kamara. Yes, 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 and he's, and he's definitely better than Todd Gurley. Right now he is. He, he is. There's a lot of people better than Todd Gurley right now. <laughs> But yeah, hey, that uh, offense, that offense for Tennessee, though, man, it's, it's built for Henry, man. They, their offensive line, man, they, 
they there's some maulers, man. They, you know, you look at those guys, those guys are blocking damn 10 yards down the field, running with Henry. You know, you look at some of those plays, yeah, he's stiff arming, but man, those guys got an offensive line out this world. That, that off that offense is built around Derrick Henry. But he literally got the won them two playoff games last year by yep. himself. Like they, they were and the then, underdogs in the playoffs, and he literally by himself won him beat Tom Brady. Literally by himself. And then Kansas City said, Derrick Henry, you're not beating us today. We're going to put the game in your hands, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> All I'm saying is at the end of the day, he had one of the greatest playoff yeah, I, performances I the running run back, and then he continued with it throughout the whole year. He has not stopped all year. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, I, I tip my hat to uh, King Henry, and uh, I think you should win the MVP. I think you're going to get robbed uh, by, by people like you and you. I had him number two, man. So yeah, he, 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 He's definitely top three in this race. Yeah. He's definitely top three. Yeah, totally agree. But, you know, A-Rod, man, with that, that – he just has uh, Adams, man. That's all he has. That's all he has. And then he, what, he got the, the no-name tight end. he has, the end. top receiver in the NFL. That's <laughs> he all he has. He got the no-name tight end with, like, 10, 11 touchdown passes. Tunyon, I think his name is. He's yeah. Got like, yeah. 10, 11 touchdown passes. It, it was crazy, bro. It's just, you know, then the – I don't know. It's just my opinion, man. Aaron Rodgers just put on a performance this year, man. I don't know. Like you said, man, 46 – Pass more touchdowns and punts, five interceptions. Come on, man. The preciseness on his pass is like, it's a thing of beauty. Like, a lot of people know, was counting this dude out two years ago. Yeah. I have to give him credit because after the Packers drafted a quarterback in the first round, uh, Which was a lot stupid. of people thought that he was going to be out of Green Bay by the end of the year. You know, he thought that he would possibly demand a trade, that, he, you know, him and his quarter, uh, his, his coach, we're not going to get along. Uh, and all he did is, is prove the, 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 the haters wrong. wrong. That, uh, yeah. I, it's not over for Aaron Rodgers. Not only do I belong here, I'm the baddest man on the planet. So, yeah, I, you got to give, give credit to Aaron Rodgers for, the, you yeah. know, for, for what and he's the up N- with. And the NFC got to go through Lambeau Field. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a shot of the Saints, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to talk about that later. <laughs> what time what time was Atlanta play this weekend? We don't. <laughs> just checking, just checking. But in, in other uh NFL news, we had a big controversial uh decision uh made in Philadelphia this week. We had uh head coach Doug Peterson um actually bench the starting quarterback uh for, for Nate Sutterman, third string quarterback. And and most people believe that that was tanking at its, at its worst and that caused the New York Giants to uh, actually be uh, knocked out of playoffs because Philadelphia could not beat Washington um, do you think the Giants fans should be uh, upset about this uh, about this decision that Doug Peterson do you think Philadelphia fans should be upset about this yes uh, go ahead, go ahead uh, Marlon um, yes they should be very upset um, I've heard a couple of players that have spoken out, Miles Sanders and a few other guys. That's BS, straight up. You know, the Eagles had a chance to win that game. Everybody, everybody knows it. And they had a chance to win that game. 
Um, if you want, if you didn't want to win the game, you should have just started Sudfield from the start of the game. You should have just started him from the beginning. If you want to play that, oh, we're just going to take a look at him to see what he can do. But you don't start Jalen Hurts and you play all the rest of your other guys, you know, first teamers. And then basically in the fourth quarter, when the game is like a three point game, you, you, you yank him out of the game for Nate Sudfeld. Come on now. That's a pure, poor excuse. Now, one, one thing I thought about this too is him doing that and losing that game, it kind of maintained their current draft spot. So it's, it's almost like the owner and the GM and, and him had a discussion at halftime or something. And they were like, hey, we could win this game and possibly, you know, you know, do this or do that. But if we lose it, we'll, we'll be in the top 10, you know, for draft picks or whatever. But Doug Peterson, that was pretty much a fireable offense. And that was totally on call for it. You can't have your guys play hard like that for three and a half quarters and then decide, uh, I'm going to pull the plug on this. That, that was total BS. Go ahead, Wes. Totally, totally agree. Hey, people that know me from back home in Louisiana, I coached for over 16 years, baseball, basketball, and football. I even coached in middle school for a while. I play every game. I teach this to all my kids. We play every game until, you know, the whistle blows till it's over. Blood, sweat, and tears, you know, hey, we're going to play to win. I am not pulling out. Unless it's a blowout, I'm not pulling out my star. I'm not, you know, if I got a half-notch top player that's decent, I'm not pulling them out, you know. Until that whistle blows, hey, it's, it's coach, it's 28-7, fourth quarter. Hey, I might put some guys in that, you know, don't really play. You know, that's a different ball game. But it's, to me, Doug Peterson made the wrong move right here. Hey, like uh, Marlon said, might have been the GM that made the call. I respect that. But if that was his doing, I, he's totally at fault. I get it. Uh, I think I think Philadelphia fans should be mad just because at the end of the day, uh, you play to win the game. Um, Giants fans, I don't feel sorry for you. You <laughs> went 6-10. and 10. You want to make the playoffs? Win more than six games. The thing is, as much as I hate Doug Peterson's decision in it, um, he actually has saved the NFC, NFC East from being the worst division in NFL history because the, the record before this year was 7-9 and nine winning the division. If he would have won that game, the record would have been 6-10, and 10, the New York Giants, the worst division – winners in NFL history. He <laughs> saved us from watching the worst NFL team to ever make the playoffs actually happen. Now, the the Washington football team who who now is tied for the worst ever, you know, we, we now we now have been saved by Dougie P from having the worst division winner in NFL history. So thank you Doug Peterson for, for saving us from having to watch uh, Daniel Jones quarterback 
in in the NFL playoffs. Uh, I think Alex Smith is a good story in in the playoffs. I prefer to watch Washington. Uh, I think uh, Young uh, going wanting a little piece of Tom Brady now is a very good storyline. I think no one would have respected uh, a Tom Brady versus Daniel Jones situation because Daniel Jones is not Eli Manning, and then and you know they're, they're not going to be having the catch at any, any any time soon. Uh, so I think this Washington versus Tampa matchup is a better <laughs> matchup because of defensive wise, because Washington, I, I don't see Tampa Bay having a problem with it, but I, I do like this, this matchup a lot better. So I'm actually happy that he did this. I think it was a punk move as a coach. I think if I was a player on his team, I would be upset because I put my, 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 my health and life on the line every time I, I go out there. And if I, if I'm not trying to win, then what are you doing to me? Like, why am I out here? Why am I, risking my life for what like I could have stayed home you could have put the second string in on my position you know if you want to if you want to give uh, a third string quarterback a chance then put in the third string linebacker uh because totally uh, agree. Totally I, I'm, agree. I'm getting out there I'm, I'm getting hurt so uh I'm getting you know the opportunity to be hurt so yeah I, I think uh, if I was playing on, on Philadelphia I think this could hurt him going forward I think he could lose the team because of it uh as far as morale uh so totally agree We'll totally see. Agree. He, he, I think, I think if he doesn't start winning by the middle of season next year, I think he should be, he could be gone. I think, I think with Carson Wentz situation and now this, this is just too much. Him winning the Super Bowl is not enough. Uh, he, he, he needs to do better. So we'll see. We'll see. I think that Super Bowl did something to his ego because, Maybe. you know, all the little crazy plays that he'd be calling and stuff like that. It's like, He's trying to show everybody he's the smartest guy in the stadium or something like that. Like, coach your team, coach your team to win, but all the extra annex and all that stuff, we don't really need that. Um, it's hey, it's a lot of questions, though. Even my even yeah. my Saints do that, bro. Sean <laughs> we, is we, notorious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 beat ourselves sometimes, you know. So Just keep you got those simple. smart head coaches out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How's how's keeping it simple going in Atlanta? Uh, we uh, kept dirt, it too the dirty simple. Bird kicked the tree. <laughs> we the kept it too simple. The tree. <laughs> we, we kept it too. We kept it so simple that we didn't want to make adjustments. <laughs> well, speaking yeah, of Atlanta, just... speaking of Atlanta, our next topic has something to do with Atlanta. There are six NFL head coach vacancies now. Um, available to to any coach that wants to uh, to to coach in the NFL. If you were the top notch guy, somebody who could take any of those six jobs, which one would you want to pick? I'm gonna let you go, Marlon. Since one of the vacancies is your trash Falcons, go ahead. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. If I was a head coach looking for a job right now, I'd probably take the Houston Texans job because. Yes, sir. Deshaun Watson is a proven commodity. We have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, you know, Zach Wilson, all these rookies that'll have potential, but what is that? Potential is just potential until you get out there and play. But you have a proven commodity in Houston who can win games all they got to do is just retool that roster around him a little bit and they're back in the game. Um, I think that is the prime location because 
you could go to Atlanta. You go to Atlanta, you have a 36-year-old quarterback who, although is still playing at a high level, he has a contract that's, you know, about 35% of the salary cap. So you got to deal with that. You know, you got a defense that's pretty bad. You go to Jacksonville, you know, you're going to have a rookie quarterback. You got a defense that hadn't been that good since the 20, what, 2018 season against the Patriots. Um, you, you got the Chargers. That that's 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 probably the second best choice. Yes, the sir. Chargers because you got Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry's up for contract. Um, you got some defensive pieces, although Derwin James, you know, he missed the rest of the season with injury with you know Perryman and you know Bosa guys like that. That's probably the second best job, but um, Atlanta would probably be. I would say probably be near the bottom on that list of jobs right now, currently. And that's mainly because of Matt Ryan's contract. What you got, Wes? Um, I'm jumping on his bandwagon. I had Houston or uh, Los Angeles Chargers, man. I, I, I'll go one-two with that, you know. I love uh, Houston, you know, Watson, you know, and Watts, you know. Did this guy – they just need pieces, man. Just need pieces. And then, like, the Chargers, man, I love that team, man. Uh, even when Phillip Rivers was there, I still liked the Chargers, you know. Uh, they got to – to me, their defense has to stay healthy. To me, that's the key piece of that team right there. Their defense is always hurt. Um, James is always hurt. Their secondary was beat up last year. This year, Bosa and uh, Ingram, they can't stay healthy. Uh, they're, they're another – team is right there just needs you know pieces and the right head coach if if I like uh Joe Brady out there in Charlotte if he goes to either Houston or uh Los Angeles to me I think there'll be a spark right off the top right there with that offense and both of those type of quarterbacks they'll fit right into his system man okay I'm way off with y'all Houston (laughs) is the worst place to go first of all they have screwed up Houston's salary cap and draft this year. If I'm a head coach, I don't want any part of that. In, in 2021, I pulled up the cap. Houston Texans, as of right now, if nothing else happens, if they don't add anybody or drop anybody, they're negative $20 million. Oh, they're over the cap $20 million. So it means they have to get rid of players. They can't add players. They got to get rid of players or restructure contracts. And as bad as they were, they don't have a first-round draft pick because they traded that to Miami for Larry Tunsil. So they don't have a first-round draft pick. They're $20 million in the hole right now. I don't want no part of that. Atlanta's almost in the same boat. Of course, at least they still have a first-round draft pick, but they're they're actually above the salary cap right now, so they can't add anybody. Where I'm going is where y'all said the second place. I'm going to the Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers, you have you have a rookie quarterback who's going to the second year who is like like I mentioned earlier, had more yards than Aaron Rodgers this year. Th- this guy is a proven rookie quarterback. He's going to be even greater next year. You have a lot of good pieces around you. Your defense is, is getting better. Um, honestly, I, I don't think that the, the head coach should have been fired. I thought I thought he you know he won his last four games. 
I thought it, you know, that they were on the upswing. They, they had a rookie quarterback. You're, you're, you're not expected to win with a rookie quarterback. He should have been given another year or two. Um, if I'm, if I'm a head coach, I want to go to the chargers. Plus it's Los Angeles. There's no better place to, to live than Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm going. I, I don't want no part of Houston, man. Uh, and the turmoil that, that JJ Watt uh, and the rest of the locker room has, has created with each other. You can tell that there, there, there's tension there. Um, and I, I don't want no part of that. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to, you know why Justin, because there's still a lot of Bill O'Brien guys on the roster. That's why they're having tor- turmoil mm-hmm. and tension. Yeah. And by the way, who led the league in passing yards this year? I believe it was Deshaun Watson. It was Deshaun Watson. So, but, you know. But, but without those other pieces, how many wins did they get with it? And where are you going to get the pieces they, with negative $20 million? Who's going to pay to play in you have a great season. You know, Bill O'Brien screwed that up, you know, when he traded yes, New sir. Hopkins. Like, that was the dumbest move in the history of sports, you know. And – David Johnson, come on now. That, that was one of the worst. Larry Punto for th- the first round pick that now is the third pick in the draft. Yeah, I mean, just think of where Houston would be if they didn't make that that, that trade. You know, if if they have a third pick in the draft, I'm looking. I'm I think Houston's in the upswing. Um, but right now, I think Miami. Miami's the most interesting team going for, forward. They got the third pick in the draft, and they went ten and six. Oh, this team's going to look nice next year. So I agree with you with Miami, but here's the thing with Miami. I think they might take another quarterback. I would be okay with that. I don't think they're sold on Tua. I, if, I, if I was Miami, I know this is off subject, but I'm going to go there. If I was Miami, I have a third pick and the 18 pick. I'm trading both of those first-round picks for the number one pick, and I'm getting Trevor Lawrence. I'm a 10-16. and 16, I'm one piece away from, from actually being a contender. That's my one piece. And you can get it in the you, first round. You have to trade more than that than, uh, to get that first pick. Jackson, Jacksonville going to want everything, man. Yeah, the third, I don't think Jacksonville's coming 18th? off that one. Yeah. <laughs> the third pick in the 18th? If I was Jacksonville, I'd take that. You might Not have to give up. I put next two five up, years of first rounders. I give them two up for the third pick and the 18 pick. They you can't turn that up. down. They don't want two right. of them. <laughs> what hey, why y'all on Miami? What you think uh how Tua feels, you know, start then bench, then start again and bench. You know, how how y'all feel about that? Why y'all on Miami? Hey, what do you think? If if you want if you guys want to be benched, then he needs to perform. Because this is the NFL. Like, if you don't perform, you get benched. Ask Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky went undefeated and got benched. He was 3-0 and and got benched in the first half of the first game he was losing. So, at the end of the day, I mean, this is a business, man. If you don't want to be benched, get your, uh, get your butt out there and you play. Brian, nah, Flores, go ahead, go ahead. Brian Flores was trying to make the playoffs. That's, yeah. that's what it came down to. He was really trying to make the playoffs, and – I, I get it. He he was he, he got in his mind and he was like, okay, we're kind of struggling right now. We need a spark. All right, Fitzy, go in there and save us. You know, then you know, Tua played two good games, then he struggles again. Hey, Fitzy, go in there and save us. Like he was trying to win. He was actively trying to win every single game every week. And, you know, it got him to a 10 and 6 record. But at the end of the season against Buffalo with, without the availability of Fitzpatrick. I'm like, they're done. I, I knew Miami was done 
because I'm like, they won't have a spark to come in and, and save Tua if he happened to struggle, which he didn't play that bad against Buffalo that final week, but, you know, he could have played better than what he did. Well, what's good what's good for the goose is good for the gander because Fitz, Fitzpatrick was playing great when he got benched for Tua. Yeah, Fitzpatrick was disrespected that he thought that he was finally winning and they benched him for Tua for no reason. He didn't play bad. So, like, Tua has no no nothing to say. I mean, the thing is, he did it to Fitzpatrick. So he can't be mad when Fitzpatrick does it back to him. He, he probably got a little pressure from upstairs in the front office, like, hey, got to play our first-round guy. You know, hey, we, I know we're, we're competitive in the division and can make the playoffs, but um, our fan base want to see him on the field. Yeah, and, that's, and that's the thing. Both of them have to understand this is a business. At the end of the day, put your feelings to the side and understand this is a business. As long as you're out there getting paid, Fitzpatrick understands he's at the end of his career. Tua understands that he has a lot to go. So uh, they need to put their feelings to the side and, uh, and understand where, where they're at in their careers. All right. Well, the, inter, the NFL playoffs start this week. Uh, so who do y'all think has the best chance out of both brackets of knocking off the number one seeds? The number one seeds are the Green Bay Packers and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Of all the wild card teams, who do y'all have uh, having the best chance of knocking those number one seeds out? I uh, go with the Saints, not to be a homer, but if they're healthy, you know, if they're if the coach is playing the right way, not calling all these crazy plays, you know, <laughs> I believe the Saints will be the best bet to beat Green Bay. And on AFC side, man, it's hard to say, but I'll go with uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know. If they're playing right and their defense is on the right path, I believe they could uh, beat anybody, even Kansas City. What are you thinking, Marlon? Um, on the NFC side? Well, it's hurting you to say the Saints. It's hurting you. I can see it in your eyes. It's probably, honestly, and this is honest, it's probably Seattle. Oh, come on, man. I'm you just can't do it. Because although Seattle is – like a Jekyll and Hyde type team. They can play in the cold. They can play in the rain, all the sucky weather. Um, you know, I, I, I know I joke about this sometimes, but they they have mastered the art of playing ugly ball, meaning they'll they'll win a 12 to 10 game. They'll win a 13 to 9 game. They, they don't care about the game looking ugly. You know, they don't care that they're, you know, the top receiver doesn't have, you know, eight catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. They, hey, they'll, they'll muck it up and make it look ugly and win an ugly game. And they're, they're probably the only team in the NFL that consistently are comfortable with playing that way. And for any team in the NFC that gets in one of those games with them, you know, it could be trouble, in my opinion. On the AFC side, it's a toss-up between Baltimore and Buffalo because it's it's something about Baltimore when they get that running game going, you know, especially when they get the running backs, Gus Edwards and Dobbins going with 
Lamar Jackson too is that's that's trouble for anybody. And you know, they still have a very physical defense in Baltimore that you know can make plays. So if you get one of those games with them with them and you want to slug it out, you know, it might not be in your best interest. All right. Well, I have an AFC. I have not only do I think that uh, Buffalo can uh, can possibly <clears throat> knock off Kansas City, I'm picking Buffalo to knock off Kansas City. Um, Josh Allen mm. had a special year this year. It's been special. Um, I, I think I think Kansas City has been inconsistent. Uh, they've gone through a lot of injuries, especially at the running back uh, position. Um, so I think that will hurt them tremendously. Um, I, I just think that with Stefan Diggs is just, he's a difference maker in Buffalo, man. And Josh Allen, he, he's been on a different planet. It, it's, it's been the Josh Allen show. And, and then, you know, so I, I honestly think that Buffalo will represent the AFC in, in the Super Bowl. Uh, in the NFC, you know, if everybody who knows me, Wes, you know, who that for life. Uh, I'm a Saints fan, uh, but I, I can't, I can't act like the, you know, the playoffs don't go through Green Bay, man. And I just don't think that the New Orleans will be able to, to win in Green Bay. Um, I like Seattle, but they're just they're inconsistent, man. Um, I, I do agree with you with the whole winning ugly, uh, but they haven't been winning in the last, you know, they, they've, they've been up and down. So I, 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 think, I think Green Bay will take it in the, in the, in the NFC. Uh, but if there was an other team that could possibly, then I mean, possibly the Saints, but I'm still picking Green Bay and Buffalo. Uh, to to go to the Super Bowl right now. Um, the Rams. I know golf is hurt, I, bro. Golf is yeah. hurt. <laughs> that 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 takes a page out of that book right there, man. Yeah. Um, it's something about their defense, though. The Rams, their defense is is pretty good. You know, yeah. if if they could if they could keep scores down in the playoffs, they could be a problem too. You know, against some some teams, if they can keep the score down, if they if they can keep you under twenty one points, you might have some problems with them as well. Even with you know John Walford, whoever that 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 undrafted guy is playing quarterback. Terrible, terrible. So is so you your think guy, they, uh, <laughs> Slant, is Slant King coming back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's coming back, man. He, he was just uh, letting Kamara get his shine on. You know, last year it was Thomas uh, shine. This year it's Kamara, you know. They had a little, you know, tension between them two, you know, because Thomas was getting all the balls. So, you know, a lot of people say Kamara was hurt. I don't think he was hurt. I think his feelings was hurt, you know. But Slant King had to get his. Now this year, Alvin Kamara got his. So, we're going to see how it works out, you know. I know uh, Manny Sanders and Cook's got to step up, though. Those guys, you know, when Drew Brees put it on them, they got to they gotta handle it, you know. And if your secondary can keep their hands to themselves. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. That's a, that's a Gardner Johnson, he is the main culprit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no. 23 is, man. Oh, Loudmore. Oh, please don't sign that dude next year. What? You don't, <laughs> don't want sign that? Oh, man. Hey, watch Hey, watch when we play against a decent receiver. You're going to see number 23 jersey backwards, man. He's getting burnt. 
Oh, he always in the position. That, that boy, <laughs> hey, that boy is burnt season, man. You ever put season in a pot? That's, and you get that smell right there? That's that burnt season, man. <laughs> so y'all got uh, who? Y'all got the the Bears? Bears. The Bears. That's that's a scary – hey, that's my second favorite team. I was born in Chicago, man. Hey, that's my second team. But I'm scared of them boys, man. That it, defense, it. man. If that defense plays right and Trubisky has his mind – on football, that's a scary team right there, man. I don't think Drew Brees wants to see Khalil Mack coming off the edge. I, I, I don't. Not at this age. He don't want to see Hicks up the middle, neither. They should have never got rid of Hicks. <laughs> they spent all his money on Malcolm Brown and I forgot the other guy, Ellis, whatever, up the middle, man. They should have They should have always kept Hicks, man. Hicks is a beast, man. Definitely. Well, well, we're that's what we're going into next is the matchups, the wild card matchups this week. Um, since we're talking about Chicago and New Orleans, let's go ahead and start off with that one. Who do y'all have winning the first wild card game, Chicago at New Orleans? I got this game here. Go, go ahead, Wes. I got the Saints, uh, 27 21. It's gonna be a close game, 27 21. Don't do it. Um, Don't do it. I got the Saints winning this game 30-17. This game is all about Mitch Trubisky. You know, if he plays well, it could be a, a, a lot closer game. But if he shows us the typical Mitch that we've seen so much during his career, then yeah, it's gonna be a, a, at least a thirty to seventeen game. Um, if this game, let, say, if it was flipped and this game was in Chicago, you know, playing in the cold, then it'd be like mm, maybe you know playing outdoors. I know Drew hasn't been terribly stellar, you know, in his career outdoors, but you know, in that dome down there, it'll be it'll be the Saints thirty to seventeen. Well, I have to say this is the first time I've heard Marlon pick the Saints ever on the NBS show, much less pick the Saints to win big. So I'm proud of you, brother. I was, pick, I was picking you guys in our pickums too. Uh, yeah, right. whatever I, happened to that? <laughs> the kid killed and he got to post the records up. Like it's like he he stopped tracking it or something. Yeah, you. T- I think you, me and you, was tied for the longest. I was winning, and then you called me up, and then I, I never seen it, you know, post up again. Yeah, I think I was in second place the last time I saw him posted. I, was, I think I was in second place. Yeah, I was in first, but I think it uh, tied me up that last round. That's why I got lost because both of y'all were winning. <laughs> hey, the champ is here. <laughs> All right, well, I got the Saints winning too, man. Uh, I think it being New Orleans, it's it's going to be a blowout. Uh, I like David Montgomery. I think he's been doing well, but the Saints do have the number one rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, so I, I do see them stopping David Montgomery. I don't think he has a 100-yard game. Um, I think the Saints are going to win. Um, I'm going to go 27 to 14. I think that's a good, you know, 13-point victory. Uh, they they got to catapult to the next round. Uh, the next game we have is the Indianapolis Colts, who have sneakily had a great season this year under the radar going to Buffalo and playing the red-hot Buffalo Bills led by Josh Allen. Who do y'all have taking that game? 
Is this Philip Rivers' last game ever? I'll go. Go ahead, Marlon. The Colts' success is all on the back of Philip Rivers not making mistakes. He's played well this season, but we saw in that Pittsburgh game, late in the game, he kind of reverted back to the old Philip Rivers and start, you know, throwing the ball in the coverage. Um, I, I do think the Colts' defense can can play with the uh, Bills' offense. So I think it's not going to be too high-scoring game. I think this game will be in the 20s somewhere. So I'm going to say, you know, 27-24 Bills. Okay. What you got, Wes? I'll go uh, with the Bills. Uh, I just think their offense is a little bit better than uh, the Colts. Uh, defense, if they could shut down, you know, the running game, that's going to be the factor right there for the Colts. If they can stop that running game, I believe uh, the Bills will win handily, you know, about 35, probably 20. I got uh, Bills. I, ha- I have this being a shootout. Um, oh. I, think, I think Buffalo wins this game, uh, something like 37-34. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers puts everything out there because this could be his last game ever. Um, so I think he, he really goes out with a bang and, 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 and really score, scores a lot of points. But I don't think it'll be enough. I think Buffalo advances. It'll be 37-34. So, so the next game we got for the wild card is the Los Angeles Rams going up to Seattle and playing Russell Wilson. Who do y'all have? Like old Marlon said, man, it's going to be a dirty game, rivalry game. It's just because they don't have golf. Uh, I think Seattle's going to win this one. Rams defense is going to hold for a while, but Seattle, you know, will break them. <clears throat> I say uh, Seattle wins a close. It's going to be closer than what people think. Uh, maybe 24-17, 24-10, something around there. What do you got, Marlon? Um, 1916 Seattle. Ugly, ugly score. 1916. It's going to be a lot of field goals in this game. I think you're right. I think it's a low scoring game. I think it's more like a 17 to 10 game, Seattle. Um, I don't see it being high scoring, especially with golf out. Uh, I just think and it'd be, you know, the Rams defense being so great. I, I see it being a low scoring game. So I think 17-10 is, is, is pretty, pretty accurate. But the next game we have is a very interesting game. We got Tom Brady, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league this year in passing, going to Washington because Washington won the division at seven and nine, they host the playoff game. So they're going to Washington to play the football team. So who do y'all got? I'll go with the old Tom Brady, old Tom Terrific. Uh, I just think they're just a better team. Um, Washington needs a little bit more firepower. Maybe they pick up a quarterback next year. Um, 
They thought they had the quarterback of the future. That didn't pan out. He wound up even getting cut. Uh, Alex Smith should win comeback player of the year. Um, I'll give it to Tom Brady. Just, just hands down, better team. Washington's defense, though, is is pretty good. I give them that. They're a young, savage team, but Tom Brady is gonna score. They're gonna score points on them. I'll go with a uh, say thirty-four, probably twenty-one. Tampa. Who you got, Marlon? This is not the matchup that the Bucks wanted. Come on. This, this, trust me, this was not the matchup they wanted. This is not the matchup they wanted. That front seven from Washington. Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, the linebacker Bostick. And Kerrigan doesn't know, even start for him. Exactly. <laughs> we all know Ron Rivera is going to try to heat Tom Brady up all game long. Remember, Mike Evans, he's not playing in this game. Remember, he, he hyperextended his knee last week. So now you, you've lost the big weapon. Now the roles change a little bit. You got, you know, Godwin and, and A.B. now. If they can't protect Tom Brady, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long day for Tom Brady. Uh-oh, upset so, alert. Upset alert. So with that being said, I'm going on the record. Uh-oh. Washington alert. football team, a.k.a. no logos, they're going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 23-16. Wow. Wow. On record. Uh, uh, you know, I'm with you on that defense. I think the Washington football team's defense would be the number one defense in the whole league. They're relentless. If the, the offense wouldn't keep the defense on the field at all times. True. That offense is terrible in Washington. If they had any kind of offense, then then I think they would be a legitimate team. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I don't think Washington can score 23 points on Tampa Bay. You know, well, unless what, they, they score defensively. What does Washington have on their in their favor? It's gonna be cold in DC. And Tom Brady's not cold. used to playing in cold weather? No, he is, but the rest of that Bucks team ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot closer than it should be. <laughs> but, but I just don't think Washington, Washington can score on Tampa, man. I, I think I think it's going to be like a 17-10 uh, game. Um, I think I think Tampa Bay pulls it off. Uh, I think it's going to be a rough day for, t- for for Tom Brady. I think he's going to throw a couple of interceptions, and I think he's going to be sacked at least four times. Um, but at the end of the day, if Washington can't score, um, you got you to gotta score more points to win the game. That, that's the name of the game, and you can't score points with that offense. Uh, so I, I, think, I think Tampa Bay wins the game, uh, but I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Remember this, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers – Secondary ain't that great. Correct. They can be had. Correct. But who's they, who? they can be had? 
But who, who are you afraid of in, in, in Washington at, at the wide receiver position? You got Terry McLaurin? Nobody's afraid of him. Okay. He, he'll get deep on you. If you sleep. He'll get deep on you. And you can they get these hands Logan Sims. Well, they got two Sims. They got Cam Sims and the other Sims. Yeah. You got Antonio Gibson running the ball. McKissick on the backfield. Yeah. But the, the first seven for Tampa is, is nice. They, they, so, they are. They are. So, with that being said, if they can hold up any any bit to Tampa's front seven, they're going to beat the Bucks. We'll see. We'll see. Because Bruce Arians, you know, he, he's going he's gonna to get caught in his ego with, and he's going to want time to throw the ball about 40 times, at least 40 times. He's going to get caught up in his ego. He's going to try to, you know, because – Tom is back in the playoffs and the storylines. He's going to try to prop him up to be the hero. And that's going to feed into that Washington front seven, hunting him down all day long. 23-16 football team. We'll see. Well, we got a big interesting game here. We got the Baltimore Ravens uh, who had to win a couple games to get into the playoffs. Uh, facing a team that uh, I think uh, – possesses the MVP of the NFL this year, and that's the Tennessee Titans and King Henry. So, you you know, you got, you got Lamar Jackson versus King Henry. Who you got in this game, man? This is going to be – this, this is one of the toughest picks, I think, of, of the week. Who y'all got? What you got? Go ahead, this game – I call this game Holyfield Tyson. Somebody getting their ear bit off? It's going to be a slugfest. This is two of the more physical teams in the league, and they're going to mix it up. Um, Derrick Henry is obviously the key for Tennessee. Everything runs through him. If they slow Henry down, then that means Ryan Tannehill is going to have to drop back a whole lot more, and the Ravens still have enough guys up front to get to the pass. So I think Tennessee's defense has been a little weak down the stretch. So I, I see the Ravens winning on the road. You know, I, I take the Ravens 28-20. Who you got, Wes? I go with Tennessee, man. Uh, that battle horse, man. That battle horse, King Henry, man, he – He's still not finished, Manny. Uh, just don't think Baltimore, their team is just fully strength yet. I might be wrong. I just I just don't think they're ready for that pound game, you know, because Cleveland ran on them a couple of games. They're, they're not built to stop that run. Uh, I think Tennessee is going to win 24. It's going to be a close game, 24-17. I think, I think Lamar Jackson has a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, to, to win playoff games right now, because uh, I think there's a lot of critics out there who who will be calling for his head if he uh, if he doesn't start winning playoff games. Because you can be as great as you want in the regular season, but if you can't win in the postseason, uh, that you have a short-lived career. Uh, so I think I think Baltimore wins this game. I think they have more to lose uh, by losing this game. So I, I think I think Baltimore wins. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with 31. 28 
I think it's a high-scoring game. Uh, I think King George gets a good buck 30 in rushing. Uh, I look for Brown to, to have a pretty good game. Uh, but I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a, a good 100-yard rushing game with the 300-yard passing game. I think this is this is his time to shine. Um, and if he doesn't, then, you know, that's going to be on him. They're, they're going to be calling for him next year. Uh, so I think they're going to spy that. They're going to, to me, they're going to, they're going to spy Jackson. That's the way to beat him. They, you spy him and yo. Here's the thing, Wes. Teams do that every week. But yeah. if your spy right. can't run with him, it don't matter. Gotcha. <laughs> because gotcha. I mentioned earlier, I said there was nine other players in the NFL who had a thousand yard rushing. Guess who one who of those one? nine was? Lamar Jackson. Wow. You remember, so you remember what Mike Vick used to do to the Saints? Oh, yeah. You remember what he used to do to the Saints? You would try to spy him, and your spy just ain't fast hey, enough. Hey, just just remember, though, we used to blitz from that left side, and we used to crack uh, Mike Vick up, too. Yeah, but remember <laughs> those times you didn't get there. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get there more than we got there. I promise you that. He used to give me nightmares. <laughs> but the last game we have, has probably the biggest storyline of the week. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, who will be without their head coach due to COVID issues, and their their practice facility has been shut down. Uh, so they will be having limited practice for the week. Uh, they they go to Pittsburgh to to meet their 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 rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, their division rivals. Uh, do y'all see Cleveland having a chance in this game? And who, who y'all got? I say uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, they barely beat uh, Pittsburgh with Rudolph back there. You're gonna have Big Ben. You're gonna have their full defense. Pittsburgh all the way. I'll say it's gonna be a shootout though. Uh, Baker Mayfield to me still has to prove himself. Um, to me, he shines when he's playing lower class teams. I never seen him really shine against a top notch team. This is his chance to prove me wrong. I say uh, Pittsburgh's gonna win. 41-35. Uh, well, well, well. So, Baker Mayfield was one of the top-rated passers the last seven weeks of the season. Um, Medi mediocre teams. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh won't commit to the run game, even though they got James Conner back. Mike Tumlin, I don't know what it is about him. It's like he knows they need to run the ball, but they just won't because trying to prop up Ben Roethlisberger, trying to make him the hero, and I see the Steelers falling into that trap again. Big Ben, market. he's going to have 40-plus pass attempts in that game because they're not going to want to run the ball, and that's going to feed into – Miles Garrett and the rest of that Browns front seven putting pressure on him, and Big Ben is going to give he, he's going to give you a chance to, to to get interceptions a couple of times a game, and with Kevin Stefanski being out, I think the Browns are going to simplify it and they're going to ride the backs of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and they're going to add some play action passing in there here and there, and. 
I'm taking the Browns with the, the big win in Pittsburgh. 23-20. That's, that's a weird score. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind it's of... A rivalry, it's a rivalry game, though, not to cut it's you a, off. It's, it's a, a divisional game. game. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I, I'm kind of upset. I'm one of the biggest Cleveland Brown haters there is on the planet. Why? It's the Cleveland Browns. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. They've been a good watch since Baker Mayfield's been there and he's been the starter. They've been a good watch. I want to watch them lose. That's what I want to do. <laughs> and this is why I'm mad. They finally, finally, you know, they finally make the playoffs out of what, the first time in 18 years? And here's my shot to tell the world that the Cleveland Browns are who we think they are. They're duds. They're scandalous. They're, they shouldn't be there. They're, they made the playoffs on you. No, no, but that's that's okay. But now <laughs> if they lose, I can't even gravel. I can't even brag because everybody will be saying they lost because of their coach wasn't coaching. They lost because they couldn't practice. I can't even say they were who they thought we were. They were. So, yeah, uh, I'm upset that I can't watch them lose and be happy about it because they have excuses now. Uh, so now, I mean, I, I still think they're going to lose. Uh, I'm not confident, though. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh has never uh, impressed me at all. Uh, even when they were 11-0, I think everyone said they were the worst 11-0 team they've ever saw. Uh, Gazy. They, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think they – they were, they were a product of a lot of luck and, you know, a lot of easy teams. Um, but I, so I'm not really confident in my pick in Pittsburgh. Uh, but at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff football, I will always pick the quarterback who has experience. And we're talking about a two-time winning Super Bowl champion, Ben Rosenberger, exactly, Wes. You know, and, and we're talking about a, a proven coach in Mike Tomlin, who uh, could go down as, as being, you know, one of the top 10, 15 head coaches in NFL history. Um, so I, I'm always going to pick them over the sorry Cleveland Browns. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh. Uh, seven how long, how long ago was that last still a hey. Super Bowl? Hey, one it was, second. It was, one second shorter, it was shorter than the last time Cleveland won, made it to the playoffs. Hey Marlon, one second. I found time. out. I found out why Justin's mad at Cleveland. Hey, he's a Saints fan, right? Mm-hmm. Remember Tim Couch threw a fucking hail mary. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, but you remember yeah. Tim Couch threw the hail mary, and he and he beat us with the hail mary. <laughs> Cleveland like didn't win a game all year, but they beat the Saints with that hail mary. I think that's the reason why he's mad. I hold grudges <laughs> forever. I hope you mad, bro. <laughs> yes. yes, I was. I was discuss- I was talking to a Seattle Seahawks fan recently, and I was like, uh, I-, "I can't stand them." They're like, "Why?" I said, "Because they beat us in the wild card division uh, like ten years ago." They're like, "That's a long time ago." I don't forget. Yeah, I-, I know what you're forget. talking about. You're talking about the Marcus Costa uh, yeah. forward lateral throw. <laughs> what? No, no, I'm talking about the the beast mode. The beast yeah, mode game. That one Seattle. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one stung. That one hurt because they were seven and nine. They were tied yeah. for the worst team to ever make the playoffs, and they yeah. beat my New Orleans Saints. Yeah, I'm I'm still mad. I would never let that go. The beast quake. <laughs> it'll, be a lonely, 
it'll be a balmy 27 degrees Sunday night in Pittsburgh. But they're both used to it. Yeah, they're both oh, used yeah. to it, but that doesn't really matter to, you know, Cleveland or Pittsburgh, it's, they're all cold. With that being said, guys, this, that, that, that's, that's all we got for the NBS show. This is our time where we, we let y'all do your shout outs. Uh, I'm going to let Wes, since you, you're our special guest this week, man, you got any shout outs? Man, I just want to shout out uh, everybody in my family. Congratulations to my son for getting married uh, this past weekend. To my beautiful uh, daughter-in-law, new addition to the Parker family. Uh, shout out to the NBS show, you know. Thanks for everybody trying to pull me on. I always talk sports and always talk shit. But, uh, hey, just appreciate y'all putting me on the map. For sure, for sure. What you got, Marlon? Hey, you know, first, shout out to you guys. You know, it's a blessing to make it into 2021. You know, a lot of people, you know, they, they're not here to enjoy what we're enjoying. So, you know, take every day serious and be thankful for what you have. You know, don't really Amen. work – don't don't worry about what you don't have because if you don't have it, you, you don't really miss it. So Amen. Um, Amen. <clears throat> you know, for those people out there, you know, having to work on the front lines and in the medical field, you know, continue to, you know, stay prayed up and stay safe. Um, to the military people out there, you know, watch your six because you know, this is a difficult time for military personnel, you know, with all the restrictions and stuff with COVID. Um, but you know, just appreciate you letting me come back on the show again. Justin, you know, I'm always available. You know, just give, let me know, and uh, I'll come over here and, and, and uh, share my, my uh, sports takes with you. Um, but uh, that's about it for me. Um, it was a great show tonight, fellas, and uh, look forward to these playoff games. Well, I certainly appreciate both of y'all coming on, man. Uh, this week was a little tough. We got uh, our, our, my normal co-host, Jasper. Uh, is out. He's, you know, he had a family loss and my thoughts and prayers go out to Jasper. Uh, I do appreciate everybody who held it down when I, when I was out. Uh, I'm go I just went through COVID myself. I'm on the back end of it. I'm, I'm thankful that I was able to survive because there, there are a lot of people out there who had a lot worse than me. Um, so I, I'm thankful that I, that I got through it. Um, you know, I had to quarantine a little bit, be away from my family. That's always tough, but uh, there are people out there who would never see their family again. Um, so uh, I, I'm, I'm, thankful for everything that I have. I'm thankful for y'all guys. Uh, I appreciate everybody in the NBS uh, network, uh, 2X, the sports guy, uh, Keo, Jasper, Marlon, you, Wes, uh, Duke, uh, you know, all those, all those guys who do so much and, and our brotherhood to, uh, to each other. Uh, I appreciate y'all. Uh, I appreciate the frontline guys, like you said, Marlon, our military, our, our law enforcement, um, you know, people who, who have really risked their lives in 2020 and going into 2021 uh, to make sure that we have everything that we need. I really appreciate that. A special shout out to, uh, I don't know if y'all heard tonight, Dr. Dre is in the hospital. He had a brain aneurysm and he's in ICU. Oh. So yeah, I heard about that. I heard about yeah, that right that's, before that's, the show. Right oh, before man. the show, yeah. That's uh, uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to one of the, the legends of hip hop music, man. Uh, I hope he's okay. I hope everything turns out with him. So uh, shout out to Dr. Dre. Um, so that being have said, have you had the vaccine? Have you had the vaccine, Justin? No, 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 no. I mean, no sense in getting the vaccine. I have the antibodies now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm good for a couple of months, you know, supposedly. So, uh, 
yeah, uh, I'm, I'm just not getting over it. I got another day or two that I'm supposed to quarantine before I can see my family, and I, I can't wait to see him, man. Uh, you know, since this whole time, all I can see him is through video like this. Uh, so I'm thankful for the technology we have, um, but I'm ready to see yeah. my family. So, yeah, that being said, guys, to the MBS crew, uh, this has been a good show, and I appreciate all y'all, and uh, 